Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. So good to be back with all of you. Today, I have a great episode on a topic that was actually brought to me through Instagram from a local friend and fan of the Elemental Evan Show. Today's episode is going to be all about sleep apnea. This is a very common issue that tons of people deal with here in not only the US, but also all around the world. So really excited to jump into today's episode, especially when it comes to dealing with stuff revolving around sleep, because obviously sleep is super, super important. I did a episode a little while back talking about how you can be taking all of the supplements, all of the medications, all of the health stuff, whatever you want, but it will never make up for a good night's rest, especially when it comes to trying to get over a sickness, uh, which I was going through. Uh, while traveling abroad. So the best thing was absolutely getting a good night's rest. And if you're not getting a good night's rest, then you already know how annoying that can be. And if you deal with sleep apnea, then this is definitely something that is an issue in your life. So to kick this off, we're going to jump into what exactly sleep apnea is. So I'll go ahead and kind of break down the definition of sleep apnea, and then we'll kind of move into what are the health issues as well as what can we do to improve sleep apnea and hopefully no longer have to deal with it. So you have two main types of sleep apnea. The very first one, which is the most common one, is called obstructive sleep apnea. So this happens when your upper airway becomes blocked multiple times while you sleep, reducing or completely stopping airflow. This is the most common type of sleep apnea. Anything that could narrow your airway, such as obesity, large tonsils, or changes in your hormone levels can increase your risk for obstructive sleep apnea. So essentially, that is literally just the airway being blocked or crushed in some way, typically from your muscles being overly relaxed while sleeping. So your tongue, uh, which is a massive muscle, right, can uh, relax too much and press, uh, put pressure on the airways making it difficult to breathe at night. There's also a lot of other muscles here in the neck area that if they are too relaxed, they're going to obstruct your airway and make it difficult to breathe, which is going to cause you to stop breathing at night and wake up and get out of that restful sleep that you were in. Now, the other form of sleep apnea is called central sleep apnea. Now, this happens when your brain does not send the signals uh, needed to breathe. Health conditions that affect how your brain controls your airway and chest muscles can cause central sleep apnea. So this is more of a neurological uh, type issue. You're not getting the correct signals to breathe during night, uh, or sorry, during while you sleep. Uh, this is less common, but definitely a major issue. Now, when it comes to the major causes of sleep apnea, depending on the type that you have, obviously, it will vary, but when it comes to the most common form, the obstructive sleep apnea, it tends to be an over-relaxation of the muscles in your head and neck as you sleep, which applies pressure on your windpipe, making it difficult or impossible to breathe. Kind of already explained that previously, but wanted to just really drill that point home. Obstructive sleep apnea is exactly what it sounds like. You're obstructing the airway and it is 
making it so that you're not able to properly breathe. Now, when it comes to central sleep apnea, the causes tend to be slightly different, such as heart failure, low blood oxygen levels, nervous system damage, and other nervous system conditions such as ALS, right? So these are all things that can cause the central sleep apnea. And as you can see, they are more neurological based, right? They're, they're a little bit more of a, a deeper issue here. It's not just the relaxation of muscles and obstructing of an airway. So uh, quite different here. Now, other things such as obesity or poorly developed facial structures can also play a large role in sleep apnea which we will kind of get into those a little bit later when we get into the, you know, the things that we can do to improve uh, sleep apnea and hopefully get rid of it. So uh, those were just two that I really wanted to kind of mention because they're pretty common. Now, in terms of what health concerns might arise with having sleep apnea, as you know, most health issues do have some form of, uh, you know, down the road problems and sleep apnea definitely does especially when you consider the fact that you stop breathing for, you know, moments of the night and, you know, takes you out of your deep restful sleep. Uh, this is very, very detrimental to your health over the long term, especially. Uh, so let's kind of get into it. The severe, ap sorry, the severe implications of sleep apnea can include things such as heart damage, heart failure, um, arrhythmias. So that is the improper beating of your heart especially the atrial fibrillation, which can lead to blood clots and possibly stroke. So quite serious, as well as sudden cardiac death. Now, obviously these are the more severe uh, implications of sleep apnea, but they are definitely things that could arise. So uh, really worth noting and being aware of. Now on the less severe side, but still obviously extremely inconvenient to anyone dealing with sleep apnea or just anyone in general, um, you have things such as disrupted sleep, waking up drowsy, sleepiness during the day, snoring, mood changes, hindered brain function, like inability to recall people's names and just poor memory overall, uh, insomnia, night sweats, sexual dysfunction, which yes, this is for men not waking up with a kickstand because you are not getting the proper blood flow uh, to certain parts of the body. Uh, and then also headaches is a really big one. So if you wake up with a lot of headaches in the morning, uh, you might possibly be dealing with a type of sleep apnea and might be worth getting checked out, which also before I go any further, uh, if you are dealing with sleep apnea, of course, of course, if you have not already spoken to a medical professional, please do so. Um, these are, you know, my health tips that I'm trying to give to you. I always focus on lifestyle changes and things that we can do that typically have no side effect and are usually somewhat free, if not completely free to do. Uh, this is just to increase your knowledge and really help you. But if you're really dealing with these issues and it's very severe, of course, seek medical attention and speak to a medical professional always. I am not a medical professional, uh, so just wanted to clarify all of that before we go any further. But nonetheless, um, those are some of the minor symptoms that you might be experiencing with sleep apnea. Now, let's get into the good stuff. What are the ways that we could go ahead and overcome sleep apnea? So the most common advice that you'll find on the web is to lose weight. Now, 
This is absolutely great advice and can definitely help with sleep apnea. But the only problem is, is that there's a lot of people out there who have sleep apnea that are in a very healthy weight range. So obviously this is not applied to everybody. But for those of you who do carry a little extra weight or a lot of extra weight, this is a really, really great idea and a great place to start. Uh, if you are carrying extra weight, losing some of that weight can make a really, really big difference when it comes to sleep apnea. Um, even just small changes in weight, like maybe losing five to 10 pounds can be a really, really dramatic shift. So uh, if you are dealing with weight issues, that could be a great place to start. And if you are already in a healthy weight range, then just continue on with your uh, regular movement practice that you normally would do. Uh, if you don't have movement practice, even if you are a healthy weight, um, please have a movement practice. Uh, it will help everything overall, your entire body, your health, everything. So please get outside and move. Uh, the second thing is to try to alter your sleeping position. So while laying on your back is obviously a very common sleep position, this might not be the best position for you if you are dealing with sleep apnea, because obviously with gravity, you are going to have these relaxed, uh, especially if you have the obstructive sleep apnea, your muscles relax and can press, uh, put pressure on your airways. So simply moving over to the side and laying on your side, uh, for some people it's not that comfortable and it's not always the recommended sleep position, but for this purpose, it might be what the, you would possibly need to uh, improve your sleeping and allow those airways to stay open. So that's number two. And then number three is going to be a little bit of a multiple part option here. But the first thing you can do is you can purchase, sorry, you can purchase mouth guards that can do a few different things. One of them is they can actually keep your tongue in a certain position so that it doesn't uh, go further back into your throat and obstruct your airways. Uh, and there's also one that can help with keeping your jaw a little bit forward, your lower jaw, and keeping those airways back there open. They also have certain tapes that you can put on your nose uh, to help widen your nostrils and allow for easier breathing at night. All of these are really, really great options and worth trying. In my research, I found that there were multiple mouth guards and they varied in price as well as function and I'm sure in quality. So just remember when you are purchasing those or looking for those uh, to really do your research and remember that you're probably gonna get what you pay for on those. So uh, going a higher route might mean a better outcome. And then the last one is to simply do a little mouth taping. Now I know that might sound counterintuitive. Uh, you know, you're having problems with breathing. Why would you wanna keep your mouth closed? Well, we're not meant to breathe through our mouths. We're actually meant to breathe through our nose. And at nighttime, when you are not consciously able to tap in and remember to breathe out of your nose and not out of your mouth, there's many times where you can wake up and start breathing out of your mouth, which relaxes all of these muscles even deeper in your neck and your throat, and it can lead to just worse sleep apnea. We really wanna focus on breathing through our nose at all times, even during the day when you are going out for an exercise or sitting on your laptop or whatever it may be, try to actively remember to breathe through your nose and not through your mouth. And this is going to strengthen all of those muscles in the back of your throat and your neck and can really also help with sleep apnea. So with mouth taping, it's very simple. You take a small piece of tape, place it on your mouth. Um, sometimes you might need to cover the entire mouth or even just a small piece might work for you. And this will help you to 
breathe through your nose and keep those airways nice and open and keep the muscles toned. Now, if you are experiencing issues with this at nighttime and with your sleep apnea and mouth taping, then of course be intuitive with this and do not use mouth tape if it is making things worse. Although I mouth tape every single night, I do not have sleep apnea, but it does wonders for me and it is incredible. I absolutely love mouth taping and I notice the difference in my sleep when I do it. Now, going on to number four, we have using a humidifier. So they have also found that dry airways can lead to sleep apnea and breathing through the mouth as well. So having a simple humidifier in the room while you're sleeping with a essential oil that is anti-inflammatory, such as eucalyptus oil. Um, there's also peppermint oil and lavender oil, I believe, are uh, anti-inflammatory. And these can be really beneficial for the airways and allowing them to stay open at night and keeping you from uh, obviously dealing with sleep apnea. So that can be a very simple uh, thing to try. And then the last one is going to be stop drinking alcohol and smoking of anything, right? So these two things can both lead to greatly relaxed uh, muscles in your neck and throat, which obviously is going to lead to that uh, sleep apnea, the obstructive sleep apnea. Or they can also cause inflammation, especially cigarettes, right? They can cause inflammation in our airways, which is not something we want to be dealing with and can lead to sleep apnea. So if you are a heavy drinker or smoker, or if you even just have a simple nightcap in the evening or a night smoke, whatever it may be, try going two to three, maybe four weeks without any alcohol or any kind of combustible um, type of ingredient and... Uh, see what happens. See if you notice a great change in your sleep apnea in those, you know, two to three to four weeks. And if you notice a ma massive shift, then continue on with it, right? Um, I honestly believe that if you are a heavy drinker or a smoker and you deal with sleep apnea, this is probably going to have a really good outcome for you. Now, uh, the last, last, last thing that I wanted to hit on was herbs and supplements. So, of course, I love looking into herbs and supplements for every health issue possible. Um, but for this one, I did not find very good research in terms of herbs and supplements that are very beneficial for sleep apnea. So... Unfortunately, I'm not going to include anyone in particular, but that doesn't mean that there is not still some, you know, efficacy in herbs and supplements for sleep apnea. Uh, absolutely, there can be herbs and supplements that do amazing things for sleep apnea and, you know, what might work for one person might not work for another. So maybe that's why the research isn't so good. Who knows? But whatever it is, regardless, still feel free to look into those and try a few of them out for yourself. Anything that helps you get a better night's sleep is going to be beneficial, in my opinion. So things like passion flower, lemon balm, uh, chamomile tea, uh, magnesium, these are all going to be really beneficial things for sleep overall. And they could be things that you could try as well. Now, personally, I just always take my chocolate gold blend from Organifi and drink that before bed because that is like the best nightcap you could possibly have. It's like a cup of hot chocolate and it's loaded with really great things like lemon balm, reishi mushroom, which is incredible for sleep and for just so many different things in the body. Um, we also have magnesium in there and turmeric as well, which is highly anti-inflammatory. Uh, it's a really great blend for relaxing, winding down and easing your way into bed. 
Uh, so yes, I drink that almost every single night. I would say five, five out of the seven nights a week, I'm definitely drinking the chocolate gold blend and possibly even more than that. So if you want to get some of that, uh, head over to Organifi. I have them linked in the show notes and you get a 20% discount code just for being a listener to the Elemental Event Show. That's my little thank you to you guys. Um, they're an incredible company. They third-party test all of their products for glyphosate. It's all USDA organic um, approved. So you know you're getting the highest of the highest quality ingredients in all of their products. Uh, definitely go check them out. Like I said, that's linked in the show notes. Organifi and you get a discount code linked right there with it. And that is just for being a listener. You get 20% off your entire order. And hopefully that will help you ease into sleep and maybe even stay asleep the entire time and not deal with some sleep apnea. Go ahead and try all of these different things. See what works for you, see what doesn't. And remember, it's all an experiment with your body. Uh, so you know, feel free to try things. And these are all very safe measures to try. Thank you all very much for tuning into today's episode. I appreciate all of you so, so much. I appreciate your listenership. Um, subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're on, whether it's YouTube or uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're on there. It takes like 30 seconds to a minute and helps people to find this show. And please share this episode with someone who can benefit from hearing this episode. A lot of people deal with sleep apnea, so this can be very beneficial for uh, tons of people out there. And please feel free to share it. Feel free to share it on any of the social media program uh, platforms that you're on. I'm on mainly Instagram and YouTube at Elemental Evan. Feel free to follow me on there and reach out to me with any questions or concerns or maybe if you want to hear an episode, uh, something specific, then go ahead and reach out to me on there, just like my good friend did on Instagram for this episode. Alrighty, y'all. Much love to everybody. Connect your elements and do everything with good intentions. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.